Welcome to Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. Through the revelation of God's undeserved, unearned and unmerited favour, we are committed to helping you make better changes in life for life. Hello, good friends. Uh, a special welcome to you on this beautiful day that the Lord our God has met for us. And, uh, and I continue to reiterate that in spite of uh, what we're going through, this is the day that the Lord our God has met and we choose to rejoice and to be glad in it. Allow me to say a very special welcome on this broadcast on this beautiful Sunday as we continue uh, with the ministration of the word as we continue to seek guidance uh, from our God in times such, uh, such as this. And uh, if you're joining us for the very first time, allow me to give you a special welcome um, on, this, um, on this beautiful day. And I trust that uh, this broadcast is going to be a special blessing to you. Allow me also to just give a special greetings to uh, everyone who's from the Ebenezer Fellowship, uh, best in Milton Keynes. Uh, I love you so much. May God continue to cover you. May God continue to protect you in everything that you are doing. You are such a wonderful, such a wonderful people, and I thank uh, and I thank God for you. Glory be to God. And before we go any further today, I just want us to begin on a note of prayer. Let's just commit this time into the hands of God. Let's seek the mind of God. Let's continue to ask for the spirit of understanding. I think this is one of the key prayers that I always continue to reiterate every time we come to the time of the ministration of the word. Uh, it is important for us to get understanding. I like how the words of wisdom from the book of Proverbs puts it. It says, in all you're getting, aim to get understanding. So let's just take a moment uh, this morning, even in the comfort of our homes, just to commit this time into the hands of God and to seek the guidance of God and to seek the favor of God upon our lives, to seek the presence and the blessing of God's presence in everything that we are doing. So wherever you are, in the comfort of your home, with your family and everyone else, let's just lift up a voice of prayer today and just commit this time into God's hands in Jesus' precious name. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. We glorify and we honor your name, O oh God. We choose, O oh God, to come and see your goodness even in the midst of a crisis. Father, we thank you that you are God and you remain God in everything that we do. We glorify and we honor your name, O oh God. We exalt you because you are a Father whose love towards us is unchanging, whose grace upon us is unchanging, whose promises upon our lives is unchanging. And Father, we want to thank you today, O oh God. We're coming to you, O oh God, not out of fear, but we're coming unto you, O oh God, out of faith, out of confidence in our God. Father, we thank you this morning. We pray, O oh God, for everyone who has come on this broadcast. And we pray, O oh God, even for our nation, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, for nations across the globe. Lord, we are asking, O oh God, for your hand upon us. We are asking, O oh God, for your intervention in the world, O oh God. Father, we thank you today, O oh God, that our eyes are fixed not on man, but our eyes are fixed on you in such a time as this. We glorify and we honor your name. And today, Father, we pray for the spirit of understanding. Lord, grant us, O oh God, the grace to understand and to comprehend your love for us and to comprehend, O oh God, your goodness upon our lives. We bless and we honor your name as we commit this time in to your precious hands in Jesus' mighty 
name we have prayed and somebody shout amen and amen wherever you are glory be to god glory be to god i'm excited to come your way today with uh what i call a special message uh for us as a church on this day i want to come and communicate just a simple a simple message today to you and uh it's it's a message that is uh uh, it's a message that is uh, that is titled "This is my position." I want to speak on that simple message. This is my position. If you don't mind, wherever you are, I just want you to go on the comment section and just type in there. This is my position. And uh, if you're sitting next to somebody in the in the house, wherever you are, I just want you to go ahead and uh, and just say to them, "This is my position." Just go ahead and communicate those few words to them, and just say to them, "This is my position." And today, I want to I want to spend some time just uh, concentrating on what I call the power of a decision or the power of decisions in giving direction. The power of decisions in giving direction. I, I, I'm, I'm persuaded that uh, this message is for you, especially in the times that we are in. This is my position, uh, the power of uh, decisions in giving direction. That is what we want to, to spend uh, the next few minutes uh, perhaps talking about. Think about it. Everything that is happening in our lives or everything that happens in our lives, it comes back to the decisions that we make. Everything in our lives revolves around the decisions that we make. But the point that I really want to hammer home today and bring to your attention today is the, uh, is, is, is the, is the fact that uh, decisions give direction decisions give direction and i want to communicate this truth to you uh, to the point where when i finish the preaching of this message you must be able to tell yourself that this is my position and be crystal clear about what that decision is in your life it is important think about it the governments have been giving positions as far as dealing with COVID-19 is concerned. And following the governments, we saw different institutions coming in and they began to give uh, what I can call decisions. They began, they came in and they began to communicate uh, their decisions, uh, uh, especially for the times that we are in. Uh, almost everything, uh, churches, they came out with their, with their specific positions in terms of dealing with the times that we are in. Almost everyone was giving decisions. And uh, I, I want you to come to a place where when I finish this, you are also able maybe to do your own press conference to yourself and, uh, and communicate your position because your position is actually your decision in this time. And decisions give direction. Uh, decisions give direction. Think about it. You woke up this morning. You made a decision to wear what you're wearing. You made a decision even to come to this broadcast. Why? Because decisions are giving you direction. And direction will eventually lead you to a destination. But it is important for you to have a, 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 an intentional decision about the kind of a destination or a destiny that you want to get to in life. But everything starts, everything starts with a decision. 
everything starts with a decision. Think about a child who, or a student who wants to go to uni. It's a decision which uni do I want to go to. Think about somebody who wants to get married. You make a decision about the kind of a person you want to be get married to. Life revolves around decisions. Why? Because decisions are so critical and they are so important in almost everything that we do in our lives. Decisions, 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 decisions. And what I like about decisions is that decisions they speak about, uh, uh, or when you look at the etymology, when you study the words, especially from the Latin, decision comes from the root word, which uh, has the meaning to cut, or meaning means to cut. Uh, it falls in the same category with the words like scissors. Uh, which means to cut. So every time you come and you are making a decision, you're cutting certain things out and you are selecting the very things that you want. You know what? When you're going through a crisis, your decisions are going to be critical. You cannot afford to take everything. You cannot afford to embrace everything, especially the information that is coming your way. You've got to come to a place and a point where you make wise and critical decisions because decisions give direction in our lives. But as for today, I want to draw your attention to one critical decision that you cannot afford not to make in this time. I believe that there is one decision that everyone in this world, every believer cannot afford not to make in the times that we are in. I remember, I'm saying to you, this is my position. That's why we're communicating today. This is my position. And if you're joining us uh, just now, we are talking on a subject that I've titled, This is My Position, The Power of Decisions in Decision Making. And can I draw your attention this morning to uh, one critical decision that we find in the scripture. And it's a decision, even if you do read Hebrews chapter number 11, uh, the, 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 where the Bible presents uh, the giants of faith men and women of faith, you will find this decision in almost everyone, not almost, but in every one of them. And I believe you and I, we have got to be intentional when it comes to making that decision. But let me take it back from the book of Habakkuk, the book of Habakkuk chapter number three. Habakkuk chapter number three. Let's build it up from there. If you can hear me Christ clearly, I want you to type, somebody to type in the comment section, Habakkuk chapter number three. And I'm going to concentrate from verse number 17 up to verse number 19. Uh, and I want to extract from this portion of the scripture what I'm calling, this is my position. And we want to explore on the influence or the power of a decision, especially in critical times. Habakkuk chapter number three uh, from verse number 17. This is a time when Habakkuk uh, is envisaging or he's uh, picturing, is trying to think through uh, what we can call a worst case scenario. Yes, a worst case scenario, a worst case scenario, you know, in economics, in finance world, or even in leadership, every time we are doing strategic planning, we talk of the best case scenario, and we also talk of uh, the worst case scenario, and I want to believe that for you and I as a believer, it is important also to have these two in hand. 
consider the best case scenario, and I think this is where the concept of a hope comes in, where we are having a confident expectation of good. But on the other hand, it is not lack of faith for you and I to also ponder on what I call the worst case scenario. It is not lack of faith, but it is what do you do when you have considered the worst case scenario. And this is what I want to share with you. I strongly believe that this is important because when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you're also considering what we call the worst case scenario. Now, Habakkuk is sitting down and he had received a vision and a prophecy about what was about to happen, the disaster that was going to befall the people of God. And Habakkuk sits down in chapter number three and he begins to sing or to write a song. And in his writing, he's, he's portraying his faith. He's portraying his total trust in God. And in verse number three, verse number 17, Habakkuk chapter number three, verse number 17, the writer says, though the fig tree does not bud, or though the fig tree may not blossom, and there be no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there be no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls, Listen to me, this, this is where he comes in and he makes a decision. This is where he comes in and he communicates his position. He says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my salvation. Verse number 19, he goes on to say, the sovereign Lord is my strength. Oh, I like that. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer, of a, of, of a gazelle. He enables me to tread on the heights. He enables me to walk on my heights. Habakkuk chapter number three, uh, from verse number 17 to verse number 19. And today we are dealing on the subject, uh, this is my position, the power of decisions in giving direction. Uh, Habakkuk uh, realized that uh, something is coming in and he's contemplating on the worst case scenario. And what does Habakkuk do? He comes to a point where he's making an intentional, a conscious decision about uh, how to deal with a crisis, how to deal with uh, uncertain times, how to deal with unpredictable, uh, unpredictable times, how to deal with disruption to what we deem a normal flow of life. And uh, I want to believe that the words of uh, Habakkuk, they also apply even to our times. When we are faced with a crisis, when we are faced with a critical time in our lives, it is important for you to have a position and to reinforce your position. Why? Because decisions give direction. Not only do decisions give direction, but decisions determine action decisions they also determine how you are going to respond decisions determine our response especially in times of crisis now when you look at what habakkuk is doing habakkuk is giving a series of probabilities Hab habakkuk is giving a series of uh, 
probabilities in relation to what I can call an, a, a complete economic disaster. Habakkuk is giving a series of probabilities in relation to the complete uh, uh, economic disaster. I, I, I want you to hear me very clearly because what is happening in this portion of the scripture, uh, it, it definitely applies to our time. There's some resemblance uh, and there's a lot that we can learn from there. That's why Romans in chapter number 14, I think verse number 5, the writer says everything that was written in the past, it was written for our learning so that through encouragement in the scripture, you and I may have hope. We may have a confident expectation of good. Now Habakkuk mentioned six things uh, that were almost a pillar to, their, to the economy of their times. He cites six things. Number one, he, he makes mention of fig trees. Number two, he makes mention of grapes on the vine. Number three, he makes mention of olives. And number, uh, that's number three, olives. Number four, he makes mention of crops in the field. Number five, he makes mention of sheep in the pans. Number six, he makes mention of cattle in the stocks. Uh, these are the six critical things that uh, Habakkuk brings uh, to our attention. And uh, these six things uh, Habakkuk is, uh, is contemplating, remember, on what we are calling a worst case uh, scenario. And he brings to our attention six critical things uh, that uh, were uh, almost pillars to their economy. And as he's contemplating on these three things, they are going to help him to come up with a position. Now, I like uh, these six things because I'm going to go through them one by one, and we want to see the significance of these things or why Habakkuk went all the way to mention these by name. Number one, fig trees. Are, uh, he says, even though figs may not blossom, in other words, even though the, the leaves may not turn green to indicate uh, a change of season, to indicate that the fruits are, are about to ripe. Uh, so, in other words, Habakkuk is, is, is talking and is saying, even though seasons may not seem not to change, uh, and figs were used uh, or to, for the purpose of giving sugar, they were a source of sugar. That's number one. When you talk about grapes uh, on the vine, grapes, uh, that's, the grapes produce wine. Grapes, they produce wine, and wine was the normal drinker, was the normal daily drink for the people that lived in the times of Habakkuk. Uh, grapes were the source of uh, the normal drink, and without it, uh, it was a signal or uh, it pointed to, to hardship not to have the normal drink. And number three, Habakkuk talks of olives. Uh, he says, even though olives may fail, why, why, why is he mentioning olives? Olives. olives give oil. We get oil from olives. And oil was used for two purposes. Number one, oil was used for cooking. And oil was also used for, uh, for lighting. Oil was used for cooking and it was also used for lighting. But all this is coming from the olives. And number three, Habakkuk talks about even though crops may fail in the field. In other words, even though the fields may not produce crop. Now, there are two kinds of crops or grain that were key to the people of Habakkuk. Number one, it was wheat. And number two, it was barley. This is where they got their staple food. This is where the 
they got their staple food. Now, the absence or the scarcity of uh, crop in the field indicated that uh, uh, there was going to be starvation, uh, not on a small scale, not on a medium scale, but they, there was going to be starvation on a larger scale. But Habakkuk goes all the way to envisage, to picture what we're calling a worst case scenario. And number five, Habakkuk talks about the ship in the pen, even though there be no ship in the pen. Now, when he talks about ship, he's talking the class of the ship and the gods together. That's, that's the term that they used to use. Now, from sh the ship was the normal, uh, the normal meat which they used to eat. That's where they got the normal meat which an ordinary person uh, was able to eat. But remember, we also get wool from the ship. We also get wool from the ship, which helps us to have clothes. And for these people, particularly warm clothes in times of winter. And from the gods, that's where they got milk. That's where they got dairy products like butter. That's where they got dairy products like cheese. But Habakkuk is sitting down and he's saying, even though all these things are removed, and number six, he talks about the cattle. Without them, they would not be, the cattle helped them with plowing to prepare the ground. The, the, the cattle helped them in terms of their business, if I may use the modern language, because uh, their economy was more of uh, from the agriculture sector. And Habakkuk, he says, even though the cattle uh, be not be found in the stalks, uh, yet I will rejoice. Uh, in other words, he's saying, I've got a decision for every worst case scenario in my life. And hey, good friends, it is not lack of faith. Rather, it is faith for you to consider a worst case scenario, especially in the times that we are in, and you come up with a position. Listen to me. If you're going to go through a problem and you're already anticipating the coming of a problem, do you know that the way that you handle that problem is different to someone who is caught unaware? I, I hope we I hope we agree on that one. You know, someone who is unsure, who has got no clue about what is about to happen, the way they deal with when a situation hits them is completely different to how someone who is already who is anticipating a situation is going to deal is going to handle it. Oh, glory be to God! Glory be to God! Glory be to God! Glory be to God! Glory be to God. And, 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 I want to, and I want to continue to hammer this and to continue to emphasize this to you, that it is important for you and I to come to this place where we can make this decision, where we can make a conscious decision, which I'm calling this is my position. Now, Habakkuk is making a decision to trust God regardless of how bad the situation may become. Habakkuk is making a conscious decision that it doesn't matter how things are going to turn out. I've got a decision, and my decision is to trust God. My decision is to trust God. My decision is to trust God no matter what. And that is your position that I'm suggesting to you, that you and I need to come to that decision. I'm going to trust God no matter what. I'm going to place my trust in God no matter what. It doesn't matter what I may face. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. But I have a decision that I am going to make. I have a decision that I'm going to make. And good friends, I want to continue to reiterate this to you. 
that it is important in the times that we are in that we continue to reinforce a decision in times of crisis. It is important for us to continue to reiterate the importance for us to trust God, even in the midst of a crisis. In difficult times, it is important for you and I to have and to maintain your position. I am going to trust God. Why it pays to trust God. There is a benefit to those who trust God. The Bible says those who put their trust in the Lord, they will never be put to shame. Those who put their trust in the Lord, they have never been put to shame. Hey, good friends, it pays to trust God. Hey, good friends, it pays to trust God. And the New Testament says, cast not away your confidence, which is your trust in God, for it has a great recompense. It has a great reward. It has a great reward. It pays to trust God. Listen to me, my good friends. Things may get worse. The news may, may, may reveal that things are getting worse, but have a decision. And the greatest of, of them decisions, it is a decision to trust God. And I like how Habakkuk goes on to, 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 to give and to say the benefit of trusting God. He says, the, Lord, the sovereign Lord is my strength, for he makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on my heights. Uh, he enables me to tread on what he calls on my heights because it pays to trust God. In other words, he's taking this picture of this animal. He takes a picture of this beautiful animal that is called a deer or a gazelle, of, uh, a gazelle. And this animal is so swift when it's moving in danger. It's, it's so swift when it's moving through or past rocky areas. And, and, and Habakkuk says, it is God who is going to make me move and be able to walk on top of trouble. And it is God who is going to see me on the other side, which he calls on my heights or on my places, a place of safety, a place of uh, where you are secure in the Lord. Hey, good friends, what is going to be your position in this time? What is your position in the times that we are in? Can I suggest to you that have a position of trusting God no matter what? Maintain a position of trusting God no matter what you face, no matter what you're going to hear, no matter what you are going to go through. Make a decision to trust God because it pays to trust God. Decisions give direction. That's the nature of decisions. Decisions give direction. So in everything that you and I are going to be doing in this life, make it a point that you have a position. The governments have communicated their positions. Churches have communicated their positions. Our companies have communicated their positions. Don't be the one who's left out without a position for this time. May you make it a decision. May you make it a point that you have a position to deal with a time of crisis. And I suggest to you that make a decision to trust God. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had a position such that when a time of crisis came, they maintained their position. Even though the surroundings and the situation was forcing them to compromise their faith, but they had a position, and their position was to trust God. And no matter what they face, in spite of it all, they had a position, they had a decision and they were able to communicate that decision without any fear and without any doubt. What is going to be your position in this time? Can I suggest to you that make a decision to trust God no matter what? Make a decision to trust God no matter what. May you not make uh, your position and to center your position in material things. 
David says, others put their trust in horses and in chariots. But as for us, we're going to put our trust in the Lord. May you anchor your hope in the Lord. May you place your trust not in material things, not in men, but may your trust be centered and be anchored in the Lord. Why? Because decisions give direction. May your decisions, may your decision give direction to you. May your decisions open a path for you that you need to walk in and that you need to follow, especially in the times that we are in. Hey, good friends, this is the message that I wanted to communicate to you right from the bottom of my heart. As the Spirit of God continue to minister to me, decisions give direction. Decisions give direction. But if you and I today make this decision, to trust God and to place our confidence, to place our trust, not in any man, but to trust our, to place our trust in the Lord. Do you have a decision to trust God? If things are going to go worse, do you have a decision? I suggest to you that may you make a decision to trust God. Why? Because it pays to trust God. It pays to trust God. Listen to me. I am saying to you, it pays. There's a greater reward to those who put their trust in the Lord. For those who put their trust in the Lord, they will never be put to shame. Can we take this time just to close this broadcast with a prayer and just to trust God and to ask God to give us the grace to trust Him no matter what. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. Thank you, Lord, for this precious time of communicating your timeless truth and your word to us in these times. Father, I thank you. When we're asking today, God, that may you give us the grace and the boldness to trust you no matter what. May you give us the confidence to consider you, to count on you, to lean on you, no matter what we face and no matter what we go through in life. I pray today in the name that is above all names. Thank you for tuning into Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. To interact with us, please visit our website at afmimmiltonkeens.org or follow us at Ebenezer Fellowship AFMIM on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also interact with Pastor Danny on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For easy access, the links are in the description.